Hey everybody and welcome to Two Old Souls. I'm your host, Michael Asuncion. I come to you in your ears at this moment because on November 10th, 2021, Andrew Zeman, my co-host, collaborator, co-creator, but most of all my friend, died in an accident involving a motorist who ran a red light as he was waiting to cross the street on his way to work. When our friend Marta called to tell me the news, to say the least, my chest kind of caved in on itself and my stomach felt cold and on fire at the same time. If you've been listening to the show up to this point, you may recall that Andrew and I got together only one time in person in the whole history of us working on this in order to memorialize our good friend Seville, who we lost only last June of 2021. And suddenly there it was again. Same shit, different death. Another friend, another brother, lost. I promise there's a point to all this. Uh, I'm just trying to catch you all up with where I'm at. Now, before he died... Andrew and I had actually been talking about wanting to bring more of our honest, real selves into the show. And this seems like as good of an opportunity as any to do just that. So if you'll allow me, I'd like to give you a peek behind the curtain and give you a glimpse at what Andrew meant to me and how all this started in the first place. It was the fall of 2020, that magical period when the initial fatigue of the pandemic really started to set in, and I was looking for something to keep me busy that didn't involve learning how to make banana or sourdough bread. Around the same time, our friend Josh suggested that we, and by we I mean him, Seville, Marta, who you'll meet in a future episode, Andrew and myself, hop on a Zoom and record the conversation. Our group loved nothing more than a good old-fashioned friendly debate, and we all agreed to discuss and rank the Scream franchise. Now, we all went into that talk with varying degrees of preparation, but all in all it was a fun time and we wanted to do it again. So, a week or two later, we tried to do it one more time, and we debated our top 10 comic book movies. I thought maybe we could turn this into a thing, and off the top of my head, I called it Cumbersome Conversations. Uh, Those first three letters that you heard in that word were capitalized. Um, Eventually, it got harder and harder to coordinate everyone's schedules and get everyone to commit, so Andrew and I said, fuck it, let's do it ourselves, and you know, we started recording conversations initially based on stuff we'd already be talking about anyway. Our North Star wound up being our mutual love of pop culture from days past, in addition to our soft spot for nostalgia. And the name of this new enterprise was kind of a new no-brainer. So that's how we landed on Two Old Souls. And the rest, as you've heard and will continue, continue to hear for a little longer, is history. Now, Andrew was someone I already considered to be a good friend prior to starting this. But it's safe to say that doing this podcast brought us closer on a level neither of us could have expected. Whether it was spitballing ideas for future episodes or texting almost every day just to make each other laugh, we were in constant contact. Sometimes I had to decide whether I really wanted to tell him something when it crossed my mind or if it was better for me to hold off until we recorded again because I wanted to hear his reaction in real time. I already knew that he was incredibly relaxed, yet super focused when he wanted to be, and he also had this really subtly devilish, razor-sharp sense of humor. But in the year and change that we spent collaborating on this project, I got a sense of just how deep and thoughtful of a person that he really was. He felt comfortable enough being his full, unapologetic self to me, which in turn gave me the freedom and license to do the same to him. You know, losing someone you care about inherently brings a sense of sadness, and some may feel understandably robbed or cheated out of no longer having that person to talk to or to hear their voice or to be able to express what they mean to them. So with that in mind, while I still miss Andrew very much, and you know, I always will, 
I cannot overstate just how grateful I am that during his closing chapters, I got to know him better than I ever had. So these remaining episodes that you're going to hear that we recorded together, I think, you know, there's a little over 10, maybe 14, something like that. Um, They're really just a snapshot of our friendship in its purest form. Whether you knew him like I did or if this is all new to you, I hope you'll take this as an example of just how much of an impact one person can have on another. How feeling truly seen and heard can bring out the best in you. That's what he did for me. So in return, it's the very least I can do to make sure anyone who cares to listen can see and hear just how exceptional of a human he was, in his own unassuming yet completely self-assured way. His brilliance and intelligence was incredibly understated, and his point of view singular and exact. You know, it's funny. As time went on, when we started doing all these, we realized we wanted the show to be more than just a superficial nostalgia jerk-off in the vein of like, remember this? Wasn't that awesome? Remember this? That was fucking awesome. While, you know, we certainly did our fair share of that, as you've heard, and we'll keep hearing, um, we slowly realized we wanted to go a little deeper and see what looking back was really doing for us with respect to where we were then and, you know, where we are now. You'll get to hear us figure that all out in real time, more or less, which I think is actually pretty cool. And here I am applying that very same formula now, as I figure out how to carry on without him while keeping him with me whenever I need him. You know, in the meantime, I'm also going to be figuring out where this project goes from here. This has been really gratifying for me, and the process really has been its own reward. So it wouldn't seem right to just let all that go. I've got some ideas that I'm kicking around, but there will be a time and place for that. But for now, please enjoy the remaining conversations that I was fortunate enough to have with a person that did more for me than he ever knew. And for that, I'll always be grateful. I love and miss you every day, dude. This podcast is forever dedicated to the memory of Andrew Zeman, a.k.a. Drew Hush. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Old Souls, the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, the people, the memories, and sometimes the awkward social gatherings that keep us young. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, as always, is Andrew. I'm a little wired today because I I've actually drinking coffee for once. How are you doing, Andrew? Same. I um I'm trying this lavender latte. It's iced. That sounds um, classy. Where'd you get that? Yeah, this spot in Pacifica. Um, is that blah 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 blah, blah chit? chat no wait no yeah exactly chit chat um, right or yeah where rob schneider likes to go from what <laughs> i've heard but um yeah it's it's all right i've had it before but not from there so like this mm-hmm. one's a little like it's a little much for me mm-hmm. not enjoying it too much i see you hear speaking of rob schneider did you hear his mom passed away recently she's no. like in her 90s she got up there but the only reason i'm bringing that up is because uh, she left she lived like three houses up from my friend <laughs> in the valley oh, really? yeah, okay. yeah 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 and like she was always at the, yeah, she was always at at our like yearly like district band concerts and stuff because okay you know she had to be fog there. Fogfest, yeah, Fogfest, <laughs> the district concert where all the bands would get together. You know she had to be there to represent because Rob Crab was off. And shit. Rob was off making shitty movies. <laughs> well, I I when I used to play baseball, um, like in Daly City slash pacifica like the, some of the coaches would be like oh yeah we went to school with rob schneider i know him we used to beat his ass in the locker room all the time it's, oh my god it's like say stuff like that it used to crack me up that sounds about right yeah yeah 
Well, good for them. Yeah. I remember his episode of Cribs. I think it was like in Katati or Ronard Park or Santa Rosa or something. Oh, really? Yeah, Na- it, it was up it was up north. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Okay. I just remember being a kid and I was like, "Oh, my cousin lives out there. That's tight." Yeah, I'm hoping. I don't, know, if, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, Rob Schneider name drops only go so far. You know, I'm much more like when people don't know where Pacifica is. Like, I'm much more keen to be to to tell them. Oh, there's a. It's the taco. The world's only beachfront Taco Bell. I've been eating this yeah, top five true. before. Before BuzzFeed got all over it and eat it. But the the funny thing is, um, the actual really good Taco Bell was not the one on the beach. It was the one near the comic books shop in oh, um, yeah oh that's that's what no, I'm... is that lindamore no 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 uh coastside coastside, coastside there you go coastside yeah. where the co- yeah coastside comic book shop yeah you're the coming... taco bell that used to be there that's the one that was like fuck we gotta go to that taco mm-hmm. bell they got the best shit yeah real quick maybe don't get too close to your mic because it was like frying i'm hearing a little Ooh, bit of a fry a little bit of a fry yeah, yeah let me yeah, turn yeah. the game down a little yeah bit. so but cool. yeah I'll, i will die on that hill for sure I'd... the the, the taqueria that's in its place is pretty good but it's just it just makes me sad that that was a taco bell it was a little it's a little pricey yeah anyway uh before we get into today's topic uh, i believe you had a story for to share with the people and me oh i just thought of it um okay you know we do the zoom classes with the the kids you know we work in schools so Mm -hmm. we we do virtual classes and um this will take me back this will take us back to like our dogma episode or our kevin smith mm, episode where mm-hmm. you know we mentioned like oh you know we're kind of we're kind of god-fearing or you know just very um you know spooked out by the spooky shit in religion do right? it and i'll fucking spank you right mm-hmm. and um so i don't know what happened but oh someone has to go to the bathroom and then the teacher is like oh no just go ahead like you don't really have to ask i can't control you in that aspect and you know, and usually in school, you you might give a sign like you know you hold up the crossed fingers, mm-hmm. um, so like as a as a sign for buddy, and uh, she was like, you might do that, and then this kid chimes in, and he's like, oh yeah, you could do that, but that also like might mean swearing. So, but I also what? believe in God, so I, mean, I shouldn't wait, be wait, doing wait. this. Show me the gesture again. The okay. you know the just crossing your fingers. How like is, you're, how you have, is that? Like a, you're making a wish. That's an obscene gesture. I don't oh, know. Okay. I I have no idea. This is a this is a third grade kid, but yeah. he was like, I actually shouldn't be doing this because I believe in God, and now I'm in trouble. And it just okay. brought me back to because like my that whole time period, I was like scared of that shit. Was also third grade, and it's just like uh, the was, cycle the cycle continues. You that, know? that was you at your most God fearing. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, it just reminded me of like you know spooky shit like that, little superstitions. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I don't know if I had like superstitions. I just remember. I just remember not be well, uh, you know, depending on who was supervising me, you know, I had, you know, a family friend of my mom's who she grew up with her in the Philippines and then they wound up, um, you know, me, her son and I wound up going to school together. So they kind of found each other again. That was pretty cool. It was like a total coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember staying and they were pretty devout Christians. And I just remember whenever I would be at their house and she'd offer me something to eat and I'd be like, no, I hate whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, hey, it's not hate's too strong a word like you know jesus doesn't hate or something like that you know hate <laughs> this is where you want to be when y'all wake hate, up back <laughs> hating hating's for the devil hating's the devil you know this reminds me of joe dirt yeah joe dirt what a film what a film i haven't seen that dude you've never do seen you own, joe dirt do, no of course i've seen do, joe dirt i love joe i love david spade Wait, well, do you i was own gonna joe say dirt? like why do you i might yeah, yeah i, I own okay, joe cool. dirt i might need of to borrow your dvd of that of course too. I, it's like the first dvd okay. i ever bought <laughs> sweet <laughs> All right, so moving away from uh, moving away from 
religious Catholic Christian guilt, which is always fun, but we can always talk about that another time. Uh, oops. So our topic. Catholics don't celebrate their faith. They mourn it. Oh my. Salma Hayek. That was a pretty good, that was a pretty good Salma Hayek. <laughs> yes. I heard, um, I actually watched Selena last week and I learned that she was originally offered the role of Selena, but she turned it down because basically she was like, dude, she just got murdered like a year and a half ago. Isn't it a little too soon to be doing it, making a movie of this? I guess not. It's a pretty successful movie. Oh, I yeah. mean, sometimes even like when the, the anniversary comes around of Selena's death or her birthday or something, mm-hmm. you'll see pictures of J-Lo, kind of like how like the Jesus J- the Jesus and Obi-Wan. Oh my like, God. Like, wait, wait, wait. I, I feel people, like people post some... pictures of, of J-Lo I... as Selena, not actual pictures of Selena. I've seen it. Before. Um, I'm not making that up. I, okay. I, I believe I'm it. Sure everyone's seen something like that. I think you know? actually her death anniversary was like two days ago, so that mm, okay. I probably should have kept an eye out on the internet for that. Interesting. Hashtag anything for Selena. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I watched that just last week, and just a quick aside, you know, it's uh, I was like, this movie is super sentimental. Like, it's a music biopic, so it hits a lot of the same notes, but like, there's no, you know, there's no phase there's no rehab there's no like drug addled <laughs> darkness and stuff it's just very it's just very schmaltzy you know, which, yeah she was you know, young yeah she, she was, was so like, young which is fine I guess there you wasn't know. really much to yeah cover. it was really just a celebration <laughs> and it just glosses over so much stuff but but you know it's all good well, yeah I, I don't really know her story like that mm-hmm. i mean i know i know like what the movie says and what some people talk about but i, I was never i never got into yeah like selena for me um, it was for me it's just because it was on vh1 every other weekend when we were going <laughs> out. right yeah yeah, movies, yeah you know movies that rock i remember that little logo mm-hmm. so it'd be like making a movie after like right after Aaliyah died about Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no. true yeah this i don't know I, it wouldn't have been re- i don't think would have been received as well yeah if they did something like that yeah so. So actually, this is actually another kind of segue because one of her songs uh, ties very much into my memories of what we're about to talk about today. So today's topic is does about, it okay? Yeah, I'm a little bit. To hear what, I'm, here, I'm interested to hear what song. Yeah, I'll get in. I mean, it's probably the obvious choice, um, but in the context of this, so I wanted to talk about just the the concept, the idea of you know, especially relative to when we were growing up, just like dances in middle school. Um, for some reason, this is something that I think about a lot and reminisce about a lot. So I thought it'd be cool to just, for me, you know, I made a, I made a list of songs that I felt were just like super archetypical. Like if I was going to a dance in middle school, like here's what I would absolutely have to hear. And I actually mm-hmm. sort of like curated my list to be like the arc, the sort of typical arc of a dance. So I put okay. a lot of, put a lot of fucking thought into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I also just want to tell some stories that have been swimming around in my head and just get it on wax so maybe I don't have to think about it quite as much because it, it'll just be on here. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I understand. So I'm actually shooting it over to you real quick because I think you told me that you didn't really go to dances when you were in middle school quite so much. No, or I, I didn't. I wasn't mm-hmm. like into that mm-hmm. stuff. I wasn't into, into like the like the school spirit shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wasn't really mm-hmm. involved in like... Um, those kind of extracurriculars and mm-hmm. um i think the only dances i went to were in high school i went to a few like the okay. um you know the, the special ones yeah, yeah yeah i think it was like three of them yeah but yeah middle school like i i i feel like i've i've been in one but i can't i mean i don't remember any of it it's like it wasn't something i i, sure. I dwell on so 
it, I could like remember songs from that time period mm-hmm. or like songs that I would think would mm-hmm. would have been in the dance, but I really couldn't tell you until like maybe my high school time what okay. I like what I heard yeah, in, yeah, a, yeah. in a dance, which sure, was sure. like maybe my freshman year. Like you were probably in middle school still, so mm-hmm. like when I was a freshman. So those were I could like throw in songs from that time too. Yeah, um, totally. And see if they match up. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah, because yeah. um, did you, I forget? Did you do you have like a list on your own too? Uh, did you? Did not you, really. Not really. Because okay. like well, when so I think about that time my... period, like I was mm-hmm. just really kind of discovering like my music taste so um like the dances weren't really like my my shit yeah i was a little more of like into doing stuff outside of school than than being at school i feel that i feel that and i Mm. definitely respect that as i think like going back into this pro going back like reminiscing i really this it's such a weird such a weird time honestly i remember in fifth grade sort of towards the end of the school year um like yeah, April, May, we were all really feeling the transition to middle school. And the concept of going to a dance, it was like this mythic thing. Like this, it was like, it was like a, it was almost like a, a joint rite of passage, like a bar mitzvah we were all doing at the same time or some shit. And, you know, me, I'd seen dances on TV and it's always like yeah, in the school yeah. gym or whatever the fuck. And it's never actually like that. So, and I remember, like, I remember other boys I was going to school with because I wasn't thinking about this. They were like, yeah, you know, like in September when middle school starts, I'm gonna ask like Ashley or whoever the fuck to the dance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, really? We're gonna plan this out this far ahead? Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Well, also like to t- to touch on that, um, that that was such a constant like idea of you know quote asking someone out that it what they people like people like I think in our generation weren't waiting for a dance to happen in order mm-hmm. to ask someone out. It was more like. Oh, I think we go to the movies. We go to take it to ceremony, or you know, <laughs> do you some know, yeah, I some think, shit like I that. Think it rather than like on where gonna you... wait for mm. a special like the the twi- like at least in middle school there were only like maybe four dances mm. or three dances yeah. for me, and so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess like we weren't trying to wait like months on end to so, like. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, so actually, that bring you bring up a really good point. It's actually really. I think it's all really relative to where it's you generational. Where, like it's too. generational. It's also where you grew up. Because actually, for me, growing up in Pacifica. Because our town was so like mm. closed in and shit. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I told you this before tonight, but I mean, I think the reason that I have such a skin in the game or whatever when it comes to talking about middle school dances because we had that shit every month. We had nice. a, okay. We had a okay. dance a month, yeah. and the way that it was put on was, you know, whereas for you, you know, where were so were you already in Daly City by middle school? Yeah, okay. and you know what? Like now that you say that. I can't say for sure. Like, if someone happened to go to Fernando, mm-hmm. that's listening to this, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But there weren't that many dance. There weren't that many dances yeah. from from my memory. Um, but yeah, if, like, I could be wrong because I wasn't participating like that. So Fair enough. I may have known about like Maybe. three, but there could have been six. But you know, you might not have just been desperate for like social approval as I was. So <laughs> that might be other. That oh, might I be totally. Don't assume that, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, we all have. That, that's <laughs> yeah. true. We never we never truly know. Um, so, any, uh, where was I going with this? But no, uh, I wish I, like, went some more. Like, mm-hmm. when I look back on it and, and mm-hmm. participating in things like that, um, because, you know, I you know I know people now that had gone to the same schools, but we don't remember each other from, like, the school. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like I missed out on, like, some good, quote, bonding and relationship building because I didn't participate in a lot of the, like, right. school spirit, yeah. like, the school uh, functions. functions. Oh, yeah. look at that. Jinx. You owe me Jinx, call. you owe me a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> a Blumpkin? Or, uh, oh, actually, yeah, I heard there were rumors, too. There were blowjob rumors at dance. I'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that, that could be a whole, like, 
<laughs> podcast in itself. <laughs> the bathroom rumors and queens of yeah. rumors and gossip. Jesus, yeah, this we're about to get into some really like darker territory. I'm actually kind of digging it with the the complete euphoria that was the three ninja that was episode twelve three ninjas <laughs> on YouTube dot com slash two old souls pod um, or two old souls whatever the URL is. I got to double check that. So are we on Twitter? We're on Twitter too. Two okay, old cool. souls pod Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Two old souls pod. Probably, I think. So anyway, more context. The, the coffee is really just hitting me right now, so it's probably why I'm a little all over the place. It's um, good. Yeah. So make sure you have some water, though. I have water too. Yeah, for sure. There you go. So anyway, yeah, for you growing up in Daly City, you guys had the movie theater already at that point. You had Ceremony. Um, Pacifica again was sort of like this walled-in kind of yeah, dude. Mini when- world unto itself. Dude, so, when I discovered Pacifica mm-hmm. to this day, I fucking love going to Pacifica. Like anywhere south of Pacifica is like my favorite scenery, my favorite like place to be. I'm anywhere not, across, uh, anywhere along Highway One, I feel it. Yeah, and and I mean, when I was in high school, like I knew some folks out there. I you know I knew some girls and stuff, and like I, they they fit into that like quote Pacifica mold of you there know, is like, a mold they're kind of factory you know, it, produced at a certain point yes unfortunately but like <laughs> you know i, I can't handle it. i love that place i love the food i love mm-hmm. like the the scenery um yeah. so the coffee is great yeah. so there wasn't <laughs> so, yeah so there was wasn't a whole lot i didn't know about it my yeah. point is i didn't i'm sorry my mm-hmm. point is i didn't i didn't know about it but when i discovered it in high school like when i started going out there more often i was mm-hmm. like man this is fucking nice like, i really do mm-hmm. do like it. but i i feel you like it was kind of closed in there's one bus that goes there exactly from exactly at, so. it took me two buses it was like relative to where my house was it would take me two buses just to get out of pacifica mm. i'd need to take a bus the 110 get, and what else? i'd need to take the 14 from my house and then from Lindemar, I would either take if I wanted to go to the movies, I had to take the 110. If I wanted to go to the mall, I'd have to take the 112. But that was just yeah, it all just kind of <clears throat> depended. So that being said, um, the way that the dances worked for us for the district, so the like the district actually, I think like Parks and Rec hooked up the dances or put on the dances at the community center. So I remember, I remember it was like I don't know, dude, it was. It was like a hot, it was a hot Friday or a third or maybe, no, 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 no. So the tickets would drop like on the Monday of that week. Mm. You knew it was always going to be maybe like the second Friday, second or third Friday of the month. And you'd see the, were they teenagers? Maybe they were people like, maybe they were college students for all I know. Cause I'm like, what are they doing here? Like on school grounds at lunchtime. (laughs) So maybe they were maybe at least 18 years old. Maybe some of the older folks in the parks and rec thing, they'd have their green shirts They'd be sitting on at the picnic table outside the cafeteria with their little metal cash box, you know, and, you know, everybody would just crowd them and buy their dance ticket. And mm-hmm. that's always kind of how it was. Yeah, I remember, like, gearing up for it and, you know, people, you know, always talking about, oh, what are you, oh, yeah, what time are you going to be there? Where do you know? And, like, so the, the, so the interesting part was they were the the community center dances it was like essentially a mixer i guess is the term because mm-hmm. it was yeah. it would be my school <laughs> ibl and then okay yeah so that, so that's we, pretty cool mm-hmm. okay that, that, all right so i i understand now why yeah. you're like make you, you remember these things it like, was such like a okay. it was such an event yeah because it mm-hmm. was so my school ibl was a sixth through eighth school but then we'd have other middle school kids from the other two schools uh in pacifica was valimar and cabrillo 
but those were like on the quote white side of town. <laughs> um, and those. That's and they so were, funny because yeah. like you know it's to an outsider all the Pacific. All the Pacific is white. white. <laughs> I mean, but then you have some bleed over. There's Filipinos who live on the Daily City oh, yeah, side. Oh sure, but like yeah. yeah, I mean, just like how Daily City is not all Filipino folks. Yeah. But like you know, yeah. what do you think of when when you go to Daily City? Yeah, so, that's true. There's a, there's like, a yeah, demographic just... that comes to mind. So <laughs> Valum, yeah, Valum. So said that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Someone had to say it, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll always be happy to point that shit out. Um, and yeah, Valamon Cabrillo, the interesting was it was a, it was arguably a much smaller sample size of kids because those schools were K through K through eight, and I think there was only one class per school or per grade, one or two classes per grade. So technically, there were more IBL kids at any okay. given dance than Valamon Cabrillo oh. kids. Was your school six through eight? My my middle school was six through eight. Yeah. Okay, mine was seven and eight. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, you're like a I, junior high or whatever the fuck, like. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get to have like an elementary school graduation because I, you oh, you know, when I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. I moved out. So. Mm-hmm. Fucking sucked. <laughs> so. Shit. Sorry, oh, I have like, some t- technical difficulties here. So there might be some weird. some ASMR style stuff. If you like the sound of uh, fuck. screwing screws, should I just keep talking? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, so I just remember this anticipation and uh, being like, what the fuck am I going to wear? And, dude, like, I still remember the, the outfit I wore to my first dance. Like, I'm really I'm, – I'm sad but also oh, I do too. I remember glad. Mine. Yeah, I'm sad but also happy that my mom didn't – take. wasn't the kind of parent who was, like, taking pictures all the time. If my dad was still <laughs> – if my parents were still together at that time, my dad probably definitely would have been snapping away. But, fuck, my first school dance pic- like outfit sucked ass, like – I remember, I believe... What year was it? 2003. So this was like September 2003. <laughs> so It's a good year. What, um, what grade were you in? Sixth grade? Sixth grade, yeah. Cause I, so the other thing was... The other thing was uh, my mom and I, we were renting an in-law in, in our house, Pacifica, and there was uh, the family above us. Um, our landlord's daughter was in the eighth grade, so she was kind of like my big sister ish, you know. Like, Ooh. she was, I was kind of going to oh, her for kind of like information, and, and you know, I was like, oh, what music should I be listening to, or whatever the fuck, and and whatnot. So, I would like go up to her, I would just go upstairs and sit in her room while she's like chatting with friends on AIM, listening to you know, 106.1 or 94.9, while 94.9, just trying to soak it up. It was all very desperate because I knew that I was not, wasn't, uh, Mr. Popular. <laughs> um, I wasn't. A, I wasn't a huge like geek or loser by any stretch, but I just wasn't. I was just socially, in terms of social status, I was definitely definitely like average. But I didn't feel that cool. Um, okay. So I remember. Yeah, I remember my mom driving me to the community center, which was maybe only realistically five minutes away from our house. Dude, I thought you were yeah. going to tell a story about when you went shopping. So when you said community center, I was like, wait. Oh no, 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 no! But yeah, so I remember. So sad. I was no, no, no. But the outfit was still pretty trash. I was. What was the outfit? So the outfit I was wearing some. Oh Lord, I was wearing the. Are they called shants? The pants that like unzip into shorts if you if you can. <laughs> so I wore a pair of those. Those were like my shants. I never heard that in my life, but you know what? I had a um. I just sold a pair of mm-hmm. some old like yellow old navy pants. They're pretty fucking sick. 
but they're the, they're that you could unzip the bottom. They're like windbreaker pants, right? Yeah, I guess yep. that's the. Term. I love those. I wore those every day in elementary school. They were they were comfortable as shit, unless you like fell and landed right where on where the zipper teeth mm. were. You know. Okay, yeah, I just knees. felt that on my knee. Yeah, on the side on the side of your knee because yeah. it was always on the side. Yeah, of course. Um, I got so, like marks there still. Yeah, they were shit. either. I had two pairs. One was I. It was a, I had a navy pair or like sort of like an off gray beige pair. I can't remember exactly which mm-hmm. pair. Probably the the beige-ish pair, if I had to guess. Probably gonna just find a picture of those so we can just have it on the YouTube. Please. Uh, the, the YouTube slideshow. If you or have, you have like a, so you don't have a picture of that. No, I don't have a picture okay, of me good. in this outfit. So <laughs> I only I only gave you the legwear, so it only gets worse from there. Um, so probably oh, let's be real here. You have the um, even Stevens pants. <laughs> I, I wish I was just like Louis Stevens, man. Like his, he he pulled that off. I was. I had some kind of high waterish action. Like I was probably wearing. I remember. I think I started middle school with these kind of busted white Reeboks, kind of trainers or something. Mm-hmm. I just remember they had dots on the soles. Okay. Um, so those were my shoes, and then in terms of a shirt, I probably did. Because I was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, that's when it was super tight. That's when it was just like in style to like you know long sleeve shirt under the under the button down or whatever the fuck yeah yeah so i did something along those lines they even they even sold shirts with just that sleeve attached to the sleeve like Like stitched stitched so it was like you weren't even really layering shirts that was the coward's way out that's what i (laughs) that's how i always saw it they would have those like at mervin's or Mm -hmm. something exactly oh yeah well a little side note when one time i went to stockton with my cousin and uh it was because there was a flight delay on my other cousin's flight so we were out there for like four hours we went to like one of those like platinum stores, and um, you know like when people used to wear like like tall tees, they'd have like mm-hmm. the black tee and then like maybe a white tee or a oh, red yeah. tee underneath. Yeah, of course. But they had those, right? But it was the same same concept, just the sleeves and like the collars were sewn in, so it wasn't two shirts. It was just two collars or like two sleeves sewn together. It was mm-hmm. pretty fucking like, wow, man, this is this is we're, we're caught seven that's, years. That's in the past more time. Here. That's more work. Yeah. That's more labor for the people who made these shirts. So if anything, that's right. Yeah, that's a lot it. of like fine stitching and really unnecessary <laughs> but uh you're where'd you get that shirt did you go to like PacSun, anchor blue dude like mervin's jc penny i mean probably my mom had just started working taking a second job at ross so probably okay. a lot of it was coming from ross if i was being honest nice. maybe, a, maybe nice. in a combination of a combination of uh hand-me-downs or stuff my mom whatever my mom was bringing mm. home and then so i think it was a really loud clash, like probably again, like either it, so the the undershirt was either black or navy blue, and the shirt over it was this like light teal plaid short sleeve, and I'm like that shit's loud as hell. <laughs> like there's no coordination, there's no theme at all here, boys. Um, and then of course to top it off, bro, like spiky hair and a puka shell necklace. What else okay, would you the do? Okay, puka shells, they're, they're nice. <laughs> then those okay. were, and I felt pretty legit with those because my puka shell necklaces came straight from the Philippines. Like whenever people okay. like we'd get stuff from <laughs> relatives, I'd ask for another puka shell necklace. I'm like, oh, it's because I, <laughs> oh my god, I had a rotation. I'd wear a different one each month. Did you have different colors too? There, yeah, there was like white, and then there was more like sandy beige, and then there was a straight up black one. But can I, we just can we just yeah. like emphasize how prevalent puka shell necklaces were because you know like mm-hmm. the music stores I shopped at would sell puka shell necklaces oh, as accessories okay. like you would see them you would see them hanging so it wasn't just like they were like a piece of the the time it was like people really wore that shit yeah like I I could look at my yearbook from that time and it probably was... see a couple girls rocking puka shell oh, or yeah, guys to- too puka shells you know? or 
choker chokers yep which i think well, i heard I chokers heard, i think were a little more like before that time yeah for, for me at least i didn't yeah. see as many like yeah. i saw them in elementary school That's but true. when i got to middle school it wasn't they were gone mm-hmm. up until i started working in schools again i started seeing chokers appear it was like whoa you shouldn't be wearing don't wear that. i was gonna say i was gonna say because i think i saw on like twitter or instagram because i think yeah at a certain point it was like middle school girls and like more the early 2000s were wearing chokers like late 90s early 2000s and they're like mm-hmm. puka shell they were or, uh chokers and they're saying like chokers were like it was like the karate belt system equivalent of like sucking dick or something. <laughs> I'm like, that's really mean, dude. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, so that's my first outfit, and you know, the I was gonna say this. This my relationship with dances really changed with each successive grade, and mm. and stuff. So that was me really trying super hard. And I remember, yeah, like on the way to there, I was like, oh shit, I didn't listen to. Right, the radio at all this week, like I don't really know what to expect, and I remember like, mom, could have changed the radio station, so I can, like, know what to what we're gonna hear tonight, and that was probably my first time changing the car radio okay. station to like ninety four nine or one hundred six point one, KML, and I was like, I think the first, yeah, I just remember listening to Gigolo by uh, it was Nick Cannon <laughs> and R Kelly, which was probably not the best choice. They didn't like play the it worst song night. in history. They man. didn't play it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess. So then we kind of just went in, and that was that was kind of it. And you know, so I'll probably just these these anecdotes will probably just come up as I go through my list. So mm-hmm. what I did was, each dance was roughly two hours. Yeah, was, I think it was seven to nine. So you had time to eat dinner beforehand, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you'd be hungry again from all the sweat. Um, but it always felt like three hours to me because time just kind of slowed down in. The room looked so big to me just because it was dark as hell. And, you know, it's crazy how much they really just prepared you for just, like, trashy nightclub culture. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just you're right. It was you're really right. just a practice run for that. <laughs> if I'm, and then, like, that's what I really realized in kind of just conceptualizing and, like, mm. gathering stories in my head for today. You know, it was just this room right in the front of the community center. Um, I always remember because the lights were off, so I couldn't really see the room. But it was... I saw one of those big old school like bingo boards on the wall. So this is definitely where they just have like the old people play bingo. Right. It's just like it's a multi-use yeah. room. Multi, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a like multi- the banquet. It's like the banquet room. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Um, they'd probably also have like silent auctions in there for all yeah. I know. Swap meets, <laughs> whatever you call it, or yeah, flea markets, uh, bar mitzvahs, probably commun- communions and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, the, quincean- the occasional quinceanera. Um, yep. So, yeah, it was that room, and there were, you know, blue chairs, just like the chairs we probably grew up sitting on for school, lining the lining the wall. There was a small riser where the DJ was at. And at that point, you know, it was probably like, you know, maybe he was ripping stuff uh, off of, like, LimeWire or, or Kazaa. Um, but, you know, and some two speakers and a set of lights on each speaker, and that was the setup every single time. There was no real... Uh, no pageantry, no theming to speak of. No, I remember going in there being like, "Where's the punch bowl?" In TV, there's always a punch bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's no, yeah. there's no refreshments. I think maybe there was a vending machine, but you had to bring your own money, you know, because you'd like. Sometimes if it was too hot, you'd step outside and get some air, and I'm like, "Oh, we're like grown-ups, except we're not smoking that I know of." Pretty uh, much. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, none of the dentists had any food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones in high school, they would, like, sell stuff. We had vending machines, too. But, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. like there was a punch bowl or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? 
So I think my mm-hmm. thing prom had like you know little prom usually has food, could, like, grab yeah. It. But it's, like, not great. It's, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. really overcooked, like, dry-ass chicken or something like that. <laughs> or, like, pork. Like some, it's, like, wedding food. Yeah. Really bad mm-hmm. wedding food, for sure. Yep. So, yeah, on a on a demographic level, like, cards on the table, it was always really interesting because, you know, IBL was kind of putting both side kids from both sides of Pacifica together. So it was a little more diverse for all intents and purposes. Um but then, so basically, we'd go be meeting at this dance, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of white kids around here. So that was a little <laughs> weird. And I'm like, you know, I don't really, there's some kids I recognize from religious ed or whatever, from like my CCD classes. And then there's kids that I would go to school with. And like, I'd have my group and we'd like, are you going? Are you going? You know, like you try to mm-hmm. make sure you had people to roll with and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, without getting further in, I'm going to just use this, the saw, my, my playlist or whatever just as a framing device for this to keep me on track. Uh, hopefully it'll jog some. So what I did was I narrowed it down to 15 songs because there was always, to me, like the night had sort of three acts. Like there's kind of beginning, middle, and end. Um, so I tried to make these songs accordingly for like what I feel the vibe was like mm-hmm. relative to the night. So that was actually pretty fun. Um, so I'm going to just get right into it. And then if you want to interject with any songs that come to mind for you, obviously for sure. And we got uh-huh. some recipient or respondents on instagram who let us know what some of their kind of go-to or must-hear songs were for their dances oh, yeah. too so I'm, I'm interested in that i didn't yeah. i didn't i didn't read all of them yeah. i forgot like a good amount of them yeah so a couple a couple folks wrote in so that's always appreciative um so the opening you know you get everyone and it's just kind of getting everyone acclimated and stuff and everyone's kind of just feeling each other out trying to scope and it's really fucked up like you're trying to scope like hey who's here who's hot who's not who's hot and who's not and i'm like dude we were fucking 12 years old um it's terrible it's pretty bad (laughs) it really is so anyway number song number one probably what um 50 cents in the club off of 2003 is get rich or die trying um yeah, I yeah. mean, we 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 were in we were like prime age when that came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could argue what prime age would be, but like that that was a that was everywhere. It introduced the word shoddy into my vocabulary. So <laughs> you know, January seventh, two thousand three. Yep. So that was there's that was that, and yeah, I just remember kind of just taking a walk and shit, seeing and seeing who's there, trying to find your friends. That's kind of what that song makes me think of. Mm. And well, that's how, like, yeah. in the video, he's just kind of you feel like him when he walks into mm-hmm. the club. For the, it's like the <laughs> Chappelle, the Chappelle after show. Gets, after he gets yeah. generated. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. After he gets, like, created in the lab. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Chappelle show sketch, how everything looks cooler in slow motion. That's exactly. literally how it felt walking in there. Um, and then I just remember seventh grade. So this is fucking embarrassing, and I think only some of my closest friends know this knew this about me because they'd like see it when they come to my house. But so of course you know going into puberty you start to smell. Um, so I was like, oh, I start need to start using deodorant. But for sixth grade, my entire sixth grade year, the deodorant I used was a girl's deodorant. <laughs> I used Teen Spirit, dude. Because <laughs> uh, it was pink. There's a there's a uh, deodorant called Teen Spirit. Yeah, that's what that's why that's where Nirvana got the got the title. Really? Smells okay. like Teen Spirit, so it was a got deodorant. It. And I was like, teen, like, I'm almost a teenager. Why not? And, like, again, in retrospect, like, maybe my mom was just not really paying attention or I was her only child slash son, so she didn't want me to, like, grow up too fast. And so she was, like, just intentionally, like, letting me do this dumb shit. 
so I would. Ain't nothing wrong with using girls' deodorant. That's like, fair. It's spelled I mean, good. Fuck it. Yeah. Use like girls' yeah. soap. That's true. Know, like, That's true. It, the, the ingredients are the same. Mm-hmm. Like the fuck. Why are we gender oh. and like why are we gendering like bathroom products in the first place? Man? Well, and if you want to like get kind of technical, mm-hmm. like I don't know, I don't know too many girls that really like X. You know, like so yeah. if we're gonna talk about that time period. No, like, I was gonna go using, into that that uh, like, evolution instead. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't use Teen Spirit now either. But like mm-hmm. you know, I I wouldn't use a cologne. You yeah. Know, I, I don't like that shit, and mm-hmm. no one I know is really likes it either. No, I was gonna say because um, then seventh grade. Some Again, do. I'm not going to knock people that do, but like mm-hmm. a lot of people I know don't fuck yeah. with cologne like that. So because then in seventh grade we totally fell prey to the marketing and we decided, oh, we need to use Axe and like you got to spray yourself like the fucking like make the sign of the cross with the spray and that's the only re- way that it really dude, works. I remember like people bathing their uh, fucking PE clothes in Axe after. Oh, that's a, a disgusting. Day of PE. Yeah, it's mixing like, it with the sweat, dude. Yo. Yeah. Man. In retrospect, in retrospect, that shit just smells like it just smells like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't I don't know I I use it a little bit mm-hmm. you know at that age um, mm-hmm. like for special I tried to use it for special occasions and whatnot thought yeah. that was cool but no it's it's disgusting mm-hmm. for sure and then apparently unrealistic uh, expectations too unrealistic <laughs> expectations for for sure apparently 50, remember that tag that tag body spray tag when there's like yeah like the when they're like he's in the to him. yeah yeah dude that shit didn't happen I was at Walgreens so no one came mm-hmm. to me absolutely fucking worker didn't even flock to me to ask if I needed help. It was a, so. it was a better bottle design though because you wouldn't like accidentally set it off. There was like a little lock. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So that yeah, was pretty, yeah. That was that was a better was better uh, engineered, I guess. I blame my older cousins for that because mm-hmm. they were like, "Yeah, you got to use Axe," because mm-hmm. they used it. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. I I noticed a trend with a lot of these songs and stuff. Like just going back and listening to this list, like this just was my first thing. Like a lot of like rap songs at this time used like strings. For kind of like, mm-hmm. there was just this as like a rhythm as part of like the melody, and I was like, okay, there's definitely some musical trends here. Um, yeah. Hardly the least, I mean, and it's just so funny to me how we were all listening to obviously like the radio edits because like listening a lot of these songs I only listen to in the context of the dances are on the radio, so listening to them uncensored on Spotify, I'm like, good lord, like how the hell were we like? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of them were because we didn't have access to like all the dirty shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We, I, I bought yeah. the music I liked for the most part. I mm-hmm. didn't have a computer that like ran, like Kazar or LimeWire. I couldn't handle it. So like when I first heard the actual version of In the Club, I thought it was hella different. Yeah, like because the hook's totally different. Yeah, but I, it, it's like the same song. Yeah, of so. course. And still, you're like still twelve years old, muttering to yourself like, "I'm into having sex, sign into making love, so come give me a hug if you're yeah. I'm like. Okay, <laughs> like we're doing this, I guess. Or the um another one, I'm sure it's on your list. I don't know where it is, mm-hmm. but uh, can I just throw out uh, "Get Low" by Lil Oh Gone? yeah, absolutely, like, dude. It is a completely different song almost. Uh huh. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get there for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There. Um, so then number two, uh, "Lean Back" by Terror Squad. Uh, okay. Fat Joe's like super group or whatever, and I just put that in there because you know it was. That's when just all these like dumb little dances, you know, things that you didn't really have to put too much effort into doing, but everybody mm-hmm. could do it and you'd feel cool even if you were like just, you know, it's not that much different now. either. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> like, you know, this is like before like TikTok dances and shit like that mm-hmm. were like a thing and whatever. So there's always been stuff like that. Well, I mean, some of the yeah. stuff is resurfaced on TikTok. Maybe that's not these true. songs, but a lot mm-hmm. of these songs have kind of resurfaced because like, mm-hmm. you know, streaming has become like so open sesame that you mm-hmm. just come across it. Like you hear one song and then. You open up a playlist and it's like, oh, early two thousands playlist, and mm-hmm. it 
has like songs from the nineties in it or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like you know, it's just, it's so fucking like jumbled. But you know, people start to hear these songs mm-hmm. and they do both dances, and that's how you see that shit on. Oh, apparently, DJ Khaled. Online. DJ Khaled was a member of Terror Squad at one point. Oh yeah, like way back. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and his uh, his first yeah his like okay. original shit he's wearing the Terror Squad chain like, oh, you can see it and he, yeah. okay I don't know what like got him super big but yeah, yeah. I, me- I remember him from in, from Terror Squad like okay. when he was dropping stuff yeah. I was like the yeah. Terror Squad guy okay <laughs> <laughs> well I mean he has a catchphrase so that's why uh, well, Terror Squad's like it's a pretty old group too mm-hmm. so it's it's you know it's it's pretty uh it's pretty cutty yeah at the same time yeah. Let's see. And then usually the what would really kind of kick things off once everyone was kind of in the door and mulling to sort of light the match, to borrow a phrase from Poe Dameron, light, light the spark, the spark that will light the fire, yeah, that will ignite the fire. It's also kind of hard to believe yeah. there would be like a song like Hotter Than In The Club or Lean Back to like... Dude, Crazy In then Love. To, op- or, to open up a dance. Crazy In Love. That was, that was the... Because like everybody, everybody fucking loved Beyonce. Like all the girls that I went to school mm-hmm. with. This was like the you know this I like the Beyonce worship started when she came out with Dangerous, Dangerously in Love, mm. I want to say like after she went solo. So but oh, yeah. yeah, well of course yeah, yeah. But also just that pounding like that horn thing, like it's just this like okay you're yeah. Here. I, I would just Fucking I would just argue like open this, those those two songs were bigger than yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of surprised those would like open up a dance. Yeah. So again, it was kind of because you know everyone. Went, you know like mm-hmm. typically the girls were the girls were either wearing kind of like short shorts or like capris like jean capris or just capris of some sort and then like maybe some of them were trying to get away were trying to get away with like a halt with like a tube top and i'm like i think some of them yeah actually i do remember that some of uh, the girls who went uh lived upstairs you know they'd they'd leave the house in one thing but change into something oh, of course yeah, yeah that's you know? awesome yeah like classic <laughs> um. classic stuff but we also kind of missed that trend. Like, the crop tops weren't really a trend when we were in mm-hmm. um, middle school. And also, like, I mean, where I was at, it was pretty fucking cold, so I wouldn't see it yeah, that that's, often. Well, so. you know, in Pacific, it was a little different, you know, mm-hmm. and it got really fucking hot. It's and, a beach town, too. It's a so. beach town, yes. So, yeah. I mean, maybe not so much of the tube tops, but definitely, like, the the spaghetti strap tech tank mm-hmm. tops. Like, we saw plenty of those. For sure, <laughs> and honestly, we will go to Pacifica for reasons yeah. like that. <laughs> You're trying to see shit you can't see anywhere else, man, um, without having to go to like Santa Cruz. Um, and yeah, let's just—I mean, again, I, I think I just want to like trashy version. Exactly. I think I want to just get this out of the way because, like, Dude. how fucking awkward. <clears throat> like, I'm just thinking of how terribly awkward it really is to be like, you know. So for me, I think I had a couple rules of thumb where it's like I was I had friends who were girls, particularly more like in seventh grade. But it's like I generally like the way I approached it is like I didn't really like dancing with my friends because it was a little too weird. Like I'd rather dance with a girl I barely knew because it was like it was easier to initiate slash kind of break off, you know. Because there was, like, depending on the click, though, because, like, there was just, like, the cool kids, quote-unquote, like, who were a little more, like, you know, they were all a little more tough and shit like that. Like, there was, like, the boy contingent and the girl contingent. It was, like, little rascals or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the okay. girls yeah, I got versus you. the boys, I guess. Um, or some other 
type of type of dynamic which i probably am totally misplacing but yeah so they would all kind of intermingle and dance with each other and it was almost like they were all in like an open relationship it was like kind mm. of like <laughs> it was like was it was like a 1970s key party where, you know you don't necessarily <laughs> leave the room leave the house with the person that you came in with um but that's not how i liked to do things i was i was just more like oh maybe i'll dance with a girl from some from the other school or whatever uh, or some of the girls from my own school um that was more sixth grade because, yeah, I was my core group of friends. It was just like a couple of boys. It was mostly boys at that point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just the fucking just the I'm like, good Lord. It's just like I really don't know, like it, what dances are going to look like by the time I have like a teenager. But I'm like mentally, I'm like, am I just thinking just thinking how weird it is to just at I don't 12 think it's years gonna old. Change. It's no, not probably gonna not. Change. Probably it's going to be change, exactly but just, the same. But just like at 12 years old being. Like, I don't even remember asking, like, hey, you want to dance or some shit like that. Like, you kind of mumble <laughs> it. You don't say it in a full, you don't fully articulate that question. Because you there's just a want. Stand, there's, yeah. there's a stand up comic I saw where he, like, he, he mentions that, like, when you go to a club and you approach a woman, it's mm-hmm. like, it's the funniest shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you sound even verbal sometimes. You're just kind of looking. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I use my mouth at least, but yeah, then it's just like, then it's just the, that awkwardness of like okay fuck it like you're freaking you're like you're freaking on a girl when you're like 12 years old she's like 12 years old too or like i just say 12 12 13 middle school whatever but just that weird sensory experience of like how much do you, it's like it's like vince vaughn's uh, monologue and re- wedding crash is like how much do you stick your ass out like because it's like you don't necessarily want to show that you're too excited but then you're just like yeah you're just like wow like this girl's there's, so a, lot then, of, there's just a lot of stimulation yeah there's a lot it. of stimulation and then all the while you're just that thinking like wow these like like these girls' jeans all feel really different. <laughs> like, where are these, like, all these brands are coming from? Like, some of this denim's really coarse. Uh, okay, the khaki's a little <laughs> smoother. Like, like, that's just what I'm kind of concentrating on. And all the while, I'm just like, you know, I think, and the, the, the thing, too, is, like, you know, it's they're not really so much DJing. They're just playing the songs and front to back. So it's kind of like, whether you initiated a dance at the start of the song or came in, I don't know, midway through the first verse or just coming in on the chorus, there was, I think there was this unspoken thing where you kind of had to write it out. It was sort of like, you can't really, you couldn't really tag out in the middle of the song because that would be sort of fucked up. Um, so yeah, you're just like, okay, am I really will about to just commit to the next three minutes to do, to do this? So I'm just like, that's why I got so much easier. Like eventually I think, by seventh or eighth grade i started dancing with my own friend like girls i was actually friends with and by that point i was i felt much more socially confident and secure because i think i was more i made more friends in in Mm. band and stuff and Mm -hmm. i would because i wasn't mixed in band with like other seventh and eighth graders and i made friends Uh, with all these like eighth grade girls that i all stories i've heard van has a pretty strong pretty strong camaraderie from oh yeah yeah. i didn't i didn't take it quite so far (laughs) quite that far but i had a huge like i'm gonna come out and say i had a i pretty much had a collective crush on the entire clarinet section of of the band (laughs) when i was in the seventh grade not the not the flute section not not so much the flute section um but yeah i was like oh this is much cooler and like these girls are in eighth grade and so i got the little boost off of that but the sixth grade was definitely the worst of it um oh it's the first time you do shit yeah for sure and like you know you'd finish the dance and you would you would then uh kind of 
basically you'd finish the dance and then like you and your me and my friends would find each other again afterwards and we'd kind of like break it down like dude i just danced with blah, blah, blah. like oh i just danced with blah, blah, blah. like it's like, okay we were trying to like so, show each other up but it was still what, fucking weird what you just did reminded me of wonders episode but it's one it's way past like the seasons that mm -hmm. you haven't gotten to okay. yet and i really wish you would have seen that episode before like we did this I'll get there and because we'll it's like it. a, it's a pretty good like what you're saying it, it matches that and mm -hmm. it, you know it also matches into like stories you might have with like mm -hmm. a significant other so yeah. uh, I'm so glad you said like okay when it's over it's like what do you do and it's, it's like it sets you up for that first time like yeah you know, like oh shit there's this and, yeah there was always kind of a weird anticlimactic quality to it you know you have like the yeah. moment with the girl that's all awkward. Then you mm -hmm. go back to your friends, act like you're the shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, literally what happened, dude. Like that's like, exactly yeah, you how see it that. Like I did, I made that happen. Or <laughs> your turn. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those kinds of things. I do remember there was this one time, like somebody what was, I forgot who it was. Like maybe he was one of the cooler guys in our grade or whatever. But he danced like this girl who was arguably like, she got the most kind of like buck wild on the floor and stuff. And like after mm. he danced with her, like after he danced with her. We all might as well have, it might as well have been a bar mitzvah. Like, I'm surprised we didn't put him up on a chair and, like, hoist him up because we were like, you did it. And I'm like, good God, this is so fucking awkward. <laughs> you know, um, I've, I've chaperoned, you and I have chaperoned a dance. Oh, together. yeah, we did. And, yes, like, we did. That was fun. We saw how lame it was mm -hmm. and how, like, <clears throat> lame the kids were. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to, you know, it's not a personal attack. It's just, you know, it just it's fucking just an lame. observation. And any, any elementary school dance is fucking lame. We're, mm -hmm. we're, Comparatively speaking, as an mm -hmm. adult <laughs> who was mm -hmm. like in the prime of his life, mm -hmm. but uh, we were pretty vigilant about like, a like, like, d quit talking like nasty, you know, like you know, what I mean? like yeah. before the dance and yeah. like things like that. There was no kind of supervision like that from when we were young. No, like I'm I mean, even thinking about dances I was at. Like I went yeah. to the sixth grade dance. I might have went to one in middle school, and I'm mm -hmm. thinking about it because I'm I'm seeing like what you're telling me. Like I could see like flashes of mm -hmm. inappropriate dancing and. When you said break off, like everyone's like, "Oh, she gonna break me off tonight." You know, like this things like that. <laughs> exactly. We're saying that shit like in sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. And it, the I'm just thinking like how much starts so young. <laughs> how much dancing there was, like that kind of dancing at these dances I was at, mm -hmm. and there were like you know the principal. I don't know if principal was there, but there were chaperones, and it's yeah. like there was no one getting in between two yeah. like kids being hella inappropriate. Again, that's like, why kinda, I'm kind of disgusted yeah. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, for like, sure. This is nasty. Like. Yeah. Again, that's why I think we prefer Axe Body Sprays in the air. We I think that's why we preferred the community center dances because we were just being supervised mm. by a bunch of random like part young there you go. younger adults. Like we didn't really our school put on maybe two or three whatever self-contained dances a year, mm. but I wasn't as keen to go to those because they were put on by like the PTA. So I'm like, oh, like okay. people's moms are here. I might know some of these moms. Right. Like I'm not right. trying to be like not trying to have them see me. <laughs> Cause yeah, the community center is like fuck it, like nobody knows who I am. It'd be like that scene in a uh, in Fresh Prince where Carlton's like mm -hmm. stripping on stage and his mom's mm -hmm. there and they're like take it mm -hmm. off and she's like put it on. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, in Boy Meets World when the uh, Corey and Topanga catfished each other, but they didn't realize it, you know, and then they broke off because oh. they were in a rut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. That was... Wouldn't they have like different names too? Well, no. Uh, well, was that Corey, different? well, that we talked about this before. Like, no, show. Corey was Corey was posing as Sean, and then. Topanga was posing as like a French exchange student. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So moving on <laughs> on the funny. list. So crazy in love, and then we went to. So I'm noticing like the bulk of the majority of these songs are that I'm realizing are like East Coast or like like you know like Atlanta based artists and stuff. So of course then we get to Yeah featuring Lil John or by Usher featuring Lil John Ludacris off Confessions. 
Okay, well, that's like yeah. I, I I could maybe chime into like that that mm-hmm. regional thing later. But mm-hmm. um, when I got to high school, like, and I think that's maybe your eighth grade year. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to Jeff, and like a lot of the dance, the songs at the dances were like Bay Area based. Okay. High fias songs okay. like. Mr. Fab even went to one of the. Uh, he performed at one of the rallies. I, skipped I school heard. That day, so I, I heard missed, about that. So I, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I decided to skip school the day he showed up. But, yeah, I like, heard he, that story. He showed up, and um, that was pretty tight. And but yeah. like for the 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 demographic of that area, like that makes a lot of people sense. like that read the the Bay Area regional stuff. So like, yeah. some of the um, if it wasn't like always T Pain or like something like that, it maybe not have been played at Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't like Disco Inferno by Fifty Cent or something <laughs> or like one of those songs, uh-huh. like. It may not have gotten played at, at Jeff. I Probably. We had a lot of the, the local stuff at that time. Yeah. I think pretty, I, it was pretty I, cool. Like, I, I didn't realize that till now, but when I did go, I was like, oh, shit, there's, this isn't um, just like the radio, the radio yeah, station. That's definitely um, kind of what they were going off of. Um, mm-hmm. like we got actually on that tip. Yeah, I, I think it wasn't, maybe it wasn't until seventh or eighth grade. Um, they started to get slightly more hip to it, uh, as let's see, Nuriel Keiko writes in on Instagram. Um, the her go her must hear song was the Fizzle Dance by Mac Dre. Yeah. So, yeah. of course he heard well, it. He that. got killed that year. He like, was. Yeah, my, that's probably what year. happened. Like all of a sudden, like um, it took on more meaning and like to yeah. have his to like play his stuff and whatnot. I mean, yeah. feeling myself was played at my eighth grade myself, yeah. dance like pretty often. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I think about eighth grade, that's the song that. That one and super the song "Super Hyphy" by Keek the Sneak. Oh, okay, those yeah. are like two songs that I know were played at every dance like I was at until like I stopped going to dances. Mm-hmm. Like the three or four that I yeah. went to after that, those are always played. Yeah, no matter what year. Mm-hmm. But then that's like I think yeah that was another thing that was a very thing that was a very Pacifica thing where like you'd have all these like white boys being like oh Mac Dre fucking <laughs> like this life da 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 like, like fuck a, out of a here. big a big part of like the um audience are like suburban white kids that's true you know like yeah if you look at the performances and like their old trill tv dvds or this tv mm-hmm. they go to shows and like you look at the audience like mm-hmm. it's they're in like northern california like in sebastopol or santa rosa oh or something or yeah well I mean, midwest i mean like yeah. kansas city places like that that's true a lot of white a lot of white fans a lot of yeah. huge like cult supporters yeah, wasn't wasn't mac Dre? wasn't he killed in like missouri or kansas or some shit kansas like, city kansas city Case, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah missouri that's right yeah yeah. Kill a city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, over in Kansas, <laughs> not here. In Kansas. Um, but yeah, uh, what was the song you just said? I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. but Usher. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was like, I don't know. When I was um, that age, I thought Usher was still like on point. But it seemed like this was like he his, his come his quote comeback. Yeah, I mean, like when they when they introduced con- that album that that confessions, confessions album, yeah. it seemed like it was a comeback. But I was like, he didn't. Like, like same thing with the Eminem show. It was like he, he didn't go, go anywhere. Like, like he, he was, Alf, you know, he's always been. Last time you saw him, he was on top of the world. Now what? He came back. The big like, boy, big back? boy, never oh. left, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's always been serving high quality meals at low, low prices. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love that Usher album. I, I yeah. No, that's and I just, yeah, I just think of the video, obviously, too. The very like stark kind of it was kind of felt like a rock with you or sort of like a callback to the rock with you uh, video because it's just yeah. like just the strobes behind him in the dark room. And he had like the Air Forces, and I don't think I ever wore my Air Forces to the dance because I was maybe too protective of them. I probably okay. did. I didn't care about creasing I'd, them as much. I, I that fucking back. don't like. That's probably my least one of my least favorite Usher songs from that time. Just oh sure, like, sure. It but, was just um, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely iconic, man. Like yeah. it, it it stamps that time period. I remember. I remember when it was like I dedicated my way too much time <laughs> to memorizing the Ludacris verse. 
because mm. I just yeah I just I was I didn't really follow his music but I just thought he was cool I think I was like I think just the way his vocals sound like watch out my yeah, ludicrous is a cool guy man. in the club yeah. looking so conspicuous because yeah it was just like this they stand were, up yeah for real they played that produced was by Kanye that, West that was in there oh I can hear that I can hear that in the production there's a lot of songs he's produced that people don't know that mm-hmm. like I don't know if you ever want to like shit on Kanye West and it's like you probably produced some of your favorite songs you have no idea about mm-hmm. I believe like, uh, like a You Don't Know My Name by Alicia Keys. That's Kanye West. Kanye. Oh, fuck. Okay. Damn. With the like, way that sample goes, that makes so yeah. much sense. There's a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to get into it. But, yeah. like, you yeah, know, Kanye came out around that time. So there's, like, I think, I don't know about Through the Wire. That was a radio hit. But I know they've mm-hmm. definitely played Slow Jams with Twista. And, oh, um, yeah. That was huge. Him for sure. from, like, that. They played that at a dance. Yeah. Not on my I list. But, yes, sure. that was always on the, after that. For the wind down. You couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of the halfway point. So there was like, this was all like just my, still building the, building the hype for the night. Yeah. Like my middle school didn't do throwbacks. Like mm-hmm. they didn't do like a 90s prom slow jam. They didn't do mm-hmm. like a Casey and JoJo or like oh, okay. a, a um, SWV. Yeah, like they did that at my prom. Like they did that at, in when I was in high school. They did a lot of like throwbacks, like little, uh-huh. maybe a 10 minute session for that. But like not not middle school mm-hmm. like we didn't care <laughs> we we like the new shit yeah okay. i'm pretty sure like that yeah. yeah so any rock songs oh uh, no so yeah we're, we're getting there in the list for sure there's a so there was an arc to the night there was an arc to the night okay. um so after yeah this one could could have been kind of in any real place um but i just threw in because i always loved hearing it hey ya by outcast which okay. again like kind of in the grand tradition of uh happy chord progression but actually sad ass lyrics because it's all about like this it's about the whole song is about a relationship in decline um okay and i only really realized that after like an ex put that on a mix for me to like <laughs> she gave me a breakup mix dude like oh god like these that's are pretty awesome mix, man. do you still this, have it i think it's probably still on my itunes i'm like nice. this, this is why i'm breaking that's up. iconic man. this is how legendary. i feel and why i'm breaking up but it was like a it was like a sensitive acoustic cover. It wasn't the original. Oh, but, man, that's fucking Yeah. Weak. <laughs> she should have just given me the real version. I would have respected her a little bit more. <laughs> like, we're cool now. Like, this is well, this is why we broke up. We're, we're cool. <laughs> you gave me the fucking... You like this shit. You gave me the fucking, like, sensitive busker it's like, version of the I, song. You know what? I don't like... I don't... I'm gonna segue because I I should like if you know me I, I tend to shit on, like, acoustic covers a lot. Yeah. But, like, no, that's fair. I appreciate the talent, but, like, to me, like... Can you just play your own song or maybe add another like instrument to it? Like I can only watch so much acoustic, like uh-huh. emotional shit. Like it's like kinda like those um people that make those really slow, spacey covers of like really popular songs. They you, put them over TikTok songs. Or just put them or that just get used in every in movie trailers all the time now. Right. Yeah. And it's like yeah. maybe just make your own song, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it takes a lot less mm-hmm. less like Yeah imitation and like meticulousness to like not cover a song mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'm speaking a hater but you got your taste it's all good but yeah so that would be he's up on the acoustic shit everybody <laughs> well that was yeah so that would be a thing you know and you know whatever kind of had a call and response because everybody would go like you know what's cool with it being cool oh it's cold like mm. that was always a fun thing like the fucking shake it yeah, yeah shake it like a polaroid picture um lucy lose yeah i always 
Yeah, for some reason that always then just makes me think of uh, fucking West Side Gangsta Nation by West Side Connection. He's like, face like, body like Fuck, Beyonce, see, like, face like about, Andre. Like, I, I love that, that line. Song. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a big one. I don't know if that made any dances, but I remember that That was played funny. once, and yeah, I really like the beat for that. But, like, you know, and you got <clears throat> Nate Dogg singing. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Like, yeah. Uh, I got to put that on my playlist for sure, like my bigger playlist. This is like the pared down version, but then I just have a bigger one. I'm going to go out and just, yeah. like, listen to Nate Dogg all day. Yeah. So then we would go from Hey Ah, and then things would dip a little bit. So definitely they'd play Drop It Like It's Hot. And that was... Okay, so, all yeah. right. Fuck. See, now you're, like, jumping ahead in, like, the year. Because, oh. like, that's later. Like, for me, like, that, yeah. Drop It Like It's Hot is, like, eighth grade. But the other songs you mentioned for me are, like, seventh grade. Yeah. So, so that's like, what things started fuck. to kind of Yeah, blur, okay. But I got sure. you. This is overall, like... Yeah, this is more... Yeah, yeah. Days. I yeah. definitely, like, the most vivid memories were definitely mm-hmm. sixth grade because those are arguably the most art- embarrassing slash painful. Um, <laughs> but okay. musically, I, yeah. I, I started to, I started to venture out a little bit, but, but yeah, it, we, it's so much, but just to like add mm-hmm. to that, um, your maturity level, like it's crazy how much a year does. Cause like mm-hmm. drop it like it's hot is a total, like different. It feels like a whole different energy in my life compared yeah. to like those other songs. Like, yeah. this, and it's like a, what a two month period, like a summer, a summer in between pretty yeah, much. Let's, um, let me look up when drop it like it's hot dropped. Hey-o. It had to be 2004. Like, yeah, late definitely. 2004. Definitely. So I remember this kid in my class would try to beatbox the beat. Oh yeah, everybody was trying to do that. Well, everyone would do the yeah. little the tongue clicks like. Mm. Yeah, I had a friend who tried to do it all simultaneously too. He came pretty close, but yeah. you know. So this was yeah, actually this was released at the beginning of my seventh grade year, September twelfth, yeah. two thousand four. Uh, the single itself. Um, and that was like back when mm-hmm. Pharrell was like and Snoop Dogg were almost like a a thing. They were totally a thing still, yeah. He really had a few mm-hmm. songs, but I, don't, I, yeah. I, I remember he had, like, the... I think the Rhythm and Gangsta album was, like, Pharrell mm-hmm. or Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. But, yeah, I remember... That, yeah, that's just... It's interesting. That's, like, a whole different, like, time period yeah. of, like... You know, it's a life. little less... Yeah, like, you're kind of settling more into it, but certain songs, I'm like... Like, some shit you just need to vibe to. Like, we don't need to awkwardly, like, dry hump each other to, 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 to all of these songs, but, you know, we found a way. <laughs> we could dry. We could dry grind instead. I, we could dry. We could. Yeah. We could dry. We could dry rate. Oh, <laughs> dry rate. Jesus Christ, that's disgusting. That's like that's what you would do to that song, right? Oh you yeah, probably. You like, just, like you wouldn't aggressively you wouldn't, thrust. Yeah, you, you'd it wouldn't have be to, this like, like bobbing. You'd have to do what Snoop Dogg would do, and yeah. he wouldn't aggressively just thrust to him, to himself. Yeah. You know? Actually, yeah, I think everyone was like, I'm sur- I feel like the next morning everybody probably woke up with like really sore thighs because it was always just like. We might as well have been running in place. Like there was just like everyone I think was just so horned up that like like prepubescently speaking, of course, or pubescently speaking. But yeah, like I think people were definitely just like trying to get as much mileage out of like dancing with each other as they could. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So You don't want it to end. Basically. Um shit. Oh yeah, so that song was really that had a lot of significance for me, again, it being in band and stuff, because, like at drumline practice and stuff we'd have like a bass we'd have like our bass drum players would just do the beats so we'd just like mm-hmm. make a little thing out of it so that's like because i think there's actually like a kid in the video like with a with a like mm-hmm. with a bass drum oh yeah i think you're body. right yeah and then yeah we'd turn back the clock to a few years usually about at the halfway point ish or like one third or one a quarter or a third so, into hot nelly's hot in here and that was that. All the all the girls definitely loved that one. I would. I was gonna. Not, yeah, they did not bleep. I'm getting so hot. I'm gonna take my clothes off. I had I had Nelly on my list, but I had him for Air Force One. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, on it. Because that was dude, a I pretty, wish I went like, to school in Daily City. You guys had way better taste. <laughs> well, that was a pretty like I, I remember that being played. Uh, uh -huh. Maybe my sixth grade dance. Maybe because like, I don't remember too much, but I remember that mm -hmm. being a big one. Um, because everyone would sing it, and like mm -hmm. there was a dance that came along with it. I think. Um, mm -hmm. but do you have any uh, Missy Elliott on your I on do. your list? I do. Okay. I have. A, yeah. Yeah. There's so a few did. of them. I was like, I, I don't know if we could like not include Missy Elliott. Yeah, for that we song. weren't. Like, yeah. didn't really come in until like seventh, eighth grade for us. I want to say at our <laughs> school. Um, so then usually we well, have the, uh, mm -hmm. the her first song or that big one. Um, Work it or yeah, that was for me. I think that was sixth grade. I think for me. We might have had Get Your Freak on, but I can't remember like super that's, that's well. Super, that's kind of old. Yeah, that's a little older than that. But I know yeah. Work It for sure was like in the middle, my Again, middle school era. Pacifica had like weird yeah. relationships sort of with the <laughs> times and stuff. Oh wait, sorry, real quick, quick shout out to it. Sarah B for throwing in Yeah or and Get Low. So obviously mm. that's fair. Yeah, you needed to hear that shit for sure. Um, let's see. So then we kind of we'd kind of segue into the first slow song of the night. We'd I think we'd yeah we'd hear maybe two or three slow songs in a given dance. Um, for me, mm -hmm. I put the one I'd want to hear kind of in the middle, I, which I really dug, was my boo Usher and Alicia Keys. There's a lot of Usher here just because I think you know he's kind of jack of all. Yeah, like you know like he could make you dance. He could also make you feel. You know, and <laughs> um, this song was I always think of this song because uh. It was so damn popular. We had like three separate kids sing it at the talent show in seventh grade. I'm like, how are we gonna? Okay. How did you guys get past the audition with this? Like, because <laughs> then it's like you're just being compared to the last person who sang the song yeah. before you. <laughs> so, exactly. That sucks. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a goodie. And slow dancing obviously was much more comfortable, but still kind of weird because there's like there's an intimacy of like, am I gonna look this girl in the eye or not? Like that was kind of the thing, and you know like do you dance with someone who's a close friend? Because it's like, again, you want to leave room for Jesus and leave room for some other stuff to not be detected. So, but Or you do. Or you do, <laughs> just depending. But again, I was never like making out with anyone on the dance floor. Like, I never had the balls uh, to do yeah, that Yeah, that's shit. super... Like, to yeah. me, that's super weird. Like, I, I don't know. You don't... There's plenty of places you could go. Like, you don't have to be in the middle I of the I remember seeing, floor. like, people I, making out, and I'm just like, hey. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it sounds salty. It no, and yeah, it's probably especially salty because everyone was sweaty as hell at the same time. So bad breath, like this is mm -hmm. braces, mm -hmm. fucking Retainers. mustaches that had never been shaved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I was gonna say like I think a good contender for that would have been Burn by Burn. Usher, that but was, that's okay. a pretty long fucking song. So I don't yeah, I don't know if that really made the I don't know if that made the list. No, that's actually my closer because that was always my okay. That was always <laughs> always my closer. Nice. So some folks definitely. Uh, JJ Santos also put in All My Life as her potential closer, which I That's felt too, but yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I don't know if I would have heard that in middle school. Mm. How old is that person? Uh, she's she's my age. Our age, yeah. Okay, middle school? Like, yeah. uh, I guess if she was around in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just yeah. don't know if I would have heard that at a middle school dance. Yeah. High school, for sure. I did hear it at a high school dance. That was more sure. of a high, yeah, I think. Because mm. I think that at that point, people are more like keen to think like, oh, we're going to be together forever. Like getting into relationships and shit. Like the average relationship mm. in middle school is probably like two months. Because then, like, there's that like genuine song too. Like I in remember hearing that in, in high those school. jeans. No, well, that that was I heard that at a middle school dance. But uh -huh. the the differences one, the song I think it's called differences. Oh, okay, I'm still got one that up. Um, yeah, no. We also heard like sugar, sugar, how you got so fly. Like, oh I think yeah, that one, okay. Yeah, that one probably came that. on too. So, in bash. so I remember you remember hearing Frankie J. Frankie J. Yeah, fucking god. <laughs> he was a oh, hit one at my one middle wish, school right? dances. That was him, right? 
That's Ray J. Oh, Ray J. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. Who, what did most Frankie? Because I just remember Frankie J covered more than words. He was the Latino singer. I don't, yeah, yeah. and he was in the Baby Bash song that you just mentioned. Oh, I don't remember what else him. he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. What else did he do? Um, he had a he had a hit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else he did. I remember he was on MTV though a lot. Yeah. Obs- oh, obsession. Amor no es amor. That's yeah, okay. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, he was a former member of the Cumbia Kings, which was like the band like selena's band backing band like brother started oh, okay. a new band after she died so very cool he was part of that yeah um actually i remember you you were requesting things that we you know drop some drop some rock in the mix so of course we had that there was always one rock song uh in good in, charlotte or something in a given dance you are very close my friend um so there was a it was a rotation so who for, made the anthem is that good, Charlotte? That, would, this, that is good, Charlotte. Yeah, so I, sometimes I you have that. that. Maybe that might have been sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. I think I don't. You know, I don't remember if we ever had the anthem at our dances. They all, it was always girls and boys. We always heard oh, gr- girls and boys. Okay. Which, Avril Lavigne. Maybe complicated or may, yeah, Skater Boy was definitely in rotation. But I, I had a good amount mm-hmm. of um rock classmates, like kids at my school that really mm-hmm. liked rock and roll. Like oh, they oh, really? fucking okay. like, you know, so sewed patches on their backpack and. Used that's when, that's when Hot Topic was scary. And... Remember when Hot Topic was like <laughs> dimly lit? It was right next to Spencer's and it just smelled yeah. like incense everywhere. Yeah. 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 So for me, the the like the sort of and the, I'm and I was going off of like what really fucking you know as they say at rock concerts open the open the pit up you know <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you kill each other to this song. Um, Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone, so oh, that God. was because. Wow. Cause that okay. kind of got all the girls like fucking all up into it too, and like you know, there's just that you know the kind of quiet, the loud, quiet, loud that Nirvana over, dynamic like, over like the Killers. No, we never had we never played the Killers at our dances, oh, wow. which is crazy to like, me. That, um, what, like what's that song, Mr. Uh, Brightside? That's a fucking like all time. Yeah, I, I feel I don't know. That was maybe a little super too, iconic. Yeah, I think it was a little too probably arguably wussy for the for <laughs> for Pacifica. Um, Okay. Yeah. So since you've been gone, I think had the most crossover appeal and like, got it. Honestly, yeah. though, I could have gone. I, this was the hardest one for me to like, hardest spot for me to narrow down because at any given dance, it was either since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson, uh, American Idiot, my Green Day, all the small things, Blink One Eighty Two, which so that was always I was like, oh shit, we're really taking it back with this, um, or uh, shoot, what was it? Yeah, like I said, Girls and Boys by Good Charlotte. Or, uh, yeah, maybe Skater Boy, Avril Lavigne, or I Believe mm-hmm. in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. So that mm-hmm. was my shit, because, like, I was, like, I preferred rock music for sure. So, like, and, you know, of course, like, everyone, you'd have people, I'd be slightly offended because there would be, like, people making fun of, like, like pretending to mosh or, like, just doing the horns, like, totally, dude. I'm like, fuck you. Like, you don't know how to play the guitar. Um, but yeah, I would like, you know, my friends and I, we would like fake mosh with each other and stuff. So that mm. was, that was the most <clears throat> free I felt like it was like, this is, I actually felt like myself for like that three minute span. But yeah. I remember someone started a, like a mosh pit at Jeff and like, they like turned the lights on for a second and told him to stop. I was like, <laughs> oh, sir. <laughs> oh my violent. God. That's awesome. <laughs> Jeff always had the best stories. Um, oh, Zan Q also said my. Yeah, a lot of them are embellished. Yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, you guys. I mean, y'all <laughs> were you guys. Are, a lot of uh, ur- suburban legends for Jefferson High School. Yeah. 
Also, yeah. shout out to ZanQ, who also shares my pick for my boo, Usher and Elise Keys. Very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, so that was kind of the halfway point. And uh, once you get everybody hyped up off of that, it was then time to just give them another fucking shot of musical adrenaline because then they would go straight from the rock song into Get Low by Lil John and the East Side Boys mm-hmm. to the window to the wall to the sweat yeah. drop down my balls, ladies and gentlemen. Is Salt Shaker on your list? Of course, Salt Salt Shaker's on my list. <laughs> God, man, you just just all Atlanta. You're a beautiful, beautiful city. You guys, you gave us so many, so many, so much musical joy. So many highly inappropriate songs. But yeah, just I remember <laughs> maybe halfway through sixth grade learning what skeeting actually skeet 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 actually meant. <laughs> so yep. that was three six moment nine. of silence for. A moment of silence. I was just thinking, so I was just playing the song in my head like three, six, nine, damn, they're fine. Suck it, suck it, suck it to me one more time. It's just like, they're like nursery. They're just like, these songs are just like really dirty nursery rhymes. Yeah, yeah, of course. They man. just rolled off the tongue in the worst way, you know. I feel like a lot of 50 Cent songs are like, you know, when you're in boot camp and you're mm-hmm. running and you're like ch- making and you're chanting stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of like 50 Cent's uh, more hardcore shit is like that. Okay. I picture like him as like a drill sergeant. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's like just doing the little chants at the at the soldiers, and they gotta say it back to him. That's kind of the pic- the picture I get. So yeah, nursery rhymes. Um, what else you got? It's like a dirt. It's like a yeah. If they like remade Major Pain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got that, Jay. You got Jay Quan on your list. You know, I know <laughs> that you wrote. I, I you you put that on the comment thread. Jay Quan Tipsy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just always hated that song. Oh, it's it. I hate it, but like it, yeah. I, I feel you, like it's they, it's a staple. It is in, a staple. In like the dance, it is a fucking scene. staple. Yeah, because it, it still gets played in the club. Yeah, like I, from what I understand. I'm yeah. Like oh, for sure. Like, like got played. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just thought it was like really lazily rapped. Like he's not even mm. trying. Like. Yeah. Like. For sure. Yeah. They and they used it, I think, in the first trailer for uh, "This Is the End." So I was like, okay, mm. I I appreciate this this callback. Um, quick, quick uh, update on like the dance wardrobe. By the time I got to seventh grade, I definitely stopped spiking my hair, um, <laughs> but I was still using like the big fucking plastic. Oh, we're gonna put a picture of that too. A big plastic jar of hair gel from uh, from Rite Aid. <laughs> what was, oh, you had the Rite Aid brand. Yeah, the, yeah, like, whatever L- you got LA, from there. L A looks. Yeah, yeah, probably. Fucking oh my Pantene. God. Or yeah, it was got, either blue or be. pink. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was probably still styling my shit with that to the point where it was just like a Side helmet. Hair gel just it smells hella good. Like I don't I don't know what it is. To it's, me, I just love every almost, every almost every hair gel smell. I really like it. It's the chemicals, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, hair gel buckets. Sorry, I'm adding that to the list for uh, pictures. Um, but then by this point, I was probably just wearing like you know not hyper baggy jeans, but I mean I had a cousin. Who, Jenko jeans. No, I never had a pair of those, but like. <laughs> Probably some like echoes or so, like hand me down echo jeans okay. or something. Because I had a family friend who, his parents, he was an only child, so his you parents didn't, like, you didn't really... have any, uh, hmm? have any P. P. Miller no. tracksuits. No, oh no, I, I, dude, can you imagine me in a fucking tracksuit? Like, I can now. <laughs> I mean, yes, now because it's all about that leisure wear. I mean. But no, I was I don't I my best friend like, who, Dude, if you pulled up to like a party like in the future, like at like say my son's christening or some shit and you're you, wearing like you allow me to a, wear something a, like a that. Miller track suit, okay. I would just be like, Oh, you're like my uncle from back in the day. Okay, <laughs> like, fine. I'm, I'm we're, probably cash- gonna, we're probably gonna be older, so you know <laughs> I'm gonna cash that in, I'll actually look like Master P by that point. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, my best friend who was kind of like, we were kind of splintering off as middle school went on because he like wound, mm-hmm. he kind of found himself. I mean, I will, I, I totally understand, but like, cause like we grew up around a bunch of white kids. He was half, he was Native American, half Native American, half black, I believe. Um, but, and maybe a little bit of Mexican. But yeah, then as we got into middle school, he sort of like ingratiated himself with like that cool kids group that I referred to earlier. Mm-hmm. So we gradually started to kind of drift apart because that kind of stuck with like the band kids and whatnot. But yeah, he started wearing track suits and I'm like, okay, good for you. Like, yeah, <laughs> nice. for real. Um, what was, what was fucking, fucking hilarious. what was P Diddy's brand called? Cause he had one Sean of, John, Sean John, of course. Yeah. Sean. So he had a Sean John track suit. Like a uh, fucking Russell Russell Simmons's brand and shit. Mm. Um, so he was wearing those tracksuits. But baby, yeah, by that did he, have, did he have a baby fat one too? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, well, baby fat's the female. Oh no, it's the girl version. Oh yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Fat Farm, that's the one. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, oh man, I'm just oh, I'm really just excited for this uh, for this slideshow, this collage or whatever it's gonna be. I'm gonna do a lot of really fun googling after this. Yeah, um, I need help with that. Like, for I'm sure, for sure. Going, yeah. yeah, so by that point, I was wearing just, like, slightly baggier jeans. Like, I don't even remember what other shoes I owned. Oh, yeah, I had this, like, this pair of Nikes I really liked. I forgot exactly what the, what, what they were, but... And then I was just wearing kind of, like... This was my... I, I This is when I really took ownership of the oversized polos because I get those from Ross or Anchor Blue. Okay. And, like, the kind of, like, <clears throat> athletic wear material... So, like, it would kind of wick the sweat. So, that was like, oh, this is perfect for the dance. Like, there's, like, Adidas brand polo, maroon. Mm-hmm. That that was my favorite shirt at the time, for sure. Um, yeah, I can remember that extremely vividly. But it just looked like I was late for a soccer game, for a pickup soccer game. <laughs> oh, um, maybe keep 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 the audience busy, because I got to get my charger. I'm on, the, like, 18%. Oh, okay. That's all I'm good. Right back. So, let's see here. Where else can I go? Um... Yeah, that was so seventh grade. We I realized that it didn't have to be this do or die thing. It wasn't quite so much about trying to like find a girl to be interested you is interested in you and stuff. Because I think by then at that point, I my ego kind of had this weird little boost because I found that there were I had an awareness that you know a couple girls in my class liked me. I I wasn't I didn't really quite have the presence of mind to act on it. Cause I was sort of, <clears throat> I was sort of overwhelmed a little at that point, um, with the choice. And so at that point, the dancing just kind of became more about just, just hanging out, you know, getting sweaty and just having a good time. Although it was still arguably a weird concept. So sorry, I was, as I was saying, um, seventh grade, my attitude toward the whole thing kind of started to shift where it wasn't so much about like rat trying to like figure out how many girls you could dance with or whatever the fuck because it's like keeping a head count was kind of fucked up because by that point seventh grade well, i was I mean, like spoiler alert people true. do that with other things oh yeah absolutely <laughs> that that's where it all started but it became less about oh how many girls did you dance with or whatever the fuck and for me anyway i felt a little bit more just like secure with myself because at that point i knew that there were a couple girls in my class who liked me or like i have felt con- you know i sort of whatever i had other fish to sort of fry or whatever okay yeah um, i was always like yeah yeah I, it, initially like i was pretty bad at like sniffing out the girls that wanted me <laughs> you know what i mean like i it was hard for me to like oh yeah take it like like no nah, you don't no way so like i wouldn't indulge but mm-hmm. as i got a little older i, I was able to 
mm-hmm. you know, hone in on that yeah. instinct. But yeah, at the time I was like, I'd fucking clueless. I don't, yeah, I don't know. For for me, like I would be clued in by other people, and I'd be uh, like, I'd be kind of, you uh. know, because they, oh, they'd be like, oh, you know, she told me she likes you, and I'd be like, that's that's cool. And then like, because for me, like seventh grade, I was kind of <laughs> like lightweight in a triangle, because like two girls both liked me, but they were like best friends, and I'm like, I don't think they knew that they both liked me uh. so i was like oh i'm not trying to get in the middle of that like they might kind of you know That's awesome i might <laughs> i might be responsible for the implosion of a friendship um it's okay also, i think i was just like scared i was like what do i do with it with this like what do i do with this information mm. so i didn't but i was like it, for me it was just enough to know like oh like somebody likes me two girls like me okay cool it's like that's fine so like the dances were just at that point just much more just a space to like clown with my friends and stuff Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I was less. It was less this thing on a pedestal, and just like, oh, I just, maybe I'll go this month. Maybe I won't. You know. Yeah, it I becomes have... like this part part of something you'd consider doing because mm-hmm. it might be fun. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what it's supposed to be to begin with. But it becomes yeah. like this whole social, you know, hierarchy Dar- thing you talk about. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. And it's like, oh, who has, who's the alpha? Who has the biggest balls mm-hmm. in the in the mm-hmm. room? And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you forget about it the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, except for okay. except for this time, we like set up my we set we made my friend dance with this girl from our homeroom. <laughs> I think this was like sixth grade though, so that's when uh-huh. it was much more charged, and we we're putting way too much like importance on it. Mm-hmm. And like, she wouldn't leave him alone for a few days the following week. <laughs> nice, <laughs> putting notes in his locker yeah, and shit. Yeah, or in his desk. We didn't have lockers, man. At IBO, <laughs> oh, okay. Because it was all just this weird wow. outdoor hallway system. <clears throat> I was always bummed about that. I wanted lockers more than anything. Well, we had, yeah, at Fernando, we had outdoor, but it was, we had lockers. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the idea of a locker. It was fucking Yeah, dope. sure. I mean, I didn't really have that. I had that in high school, but the lockers mm-hmm. were hella small, and it, it was just stressful yeah. by that point. Yeah. I had, like, combinations to, like, three or four different people's lockers in case I needed, like, extra space. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was good. I was like, why do I? Like couch surfing. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, so you wanted some Missy Elliott. I threw in, again, this is later too, but I always loved it when this came on. I always liked uh, Lose Control, Sierra. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that song, though. Okay. Yeah. Missy Elliott always had, like, the sickest beats, in my, po- in my hmm. opinion. She had, like, really good production in those. Fat Man Scoop, I think, right? Sierra and Fat Man Scoop? Yeah. Yeah, Fat Man Scoop. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I know Timberland did a lot of stuff for Missy mm-hmm. Elliott, too. Mm-hmm. Well, what a, you, you had an Aaliyah song on here, too? Um, or, or just like I don't think we it. ever had an Ilya song played. I was gonna, I was like interested. I was like, what what song would have been playing at that time? No, no, just, no, probably not. I mean, actually, maybe try again. Yeah, maybe we at least mm. had try again in, in the occasional dance. But because I know some DJs yeah. would like throw in some little slice shit. Like mm-hmm. they might throw in like a like a nice little throwback hit that mm-hmm. you might or you may or may not know. But yeah, either way, it would it would slap. So yeah. oldest. Um, yeah, and then I would, you know, I liked, I mean, I realized, I was like, oh, I always kind of dug hearing Sierra, because, uh, you know, I would, Goodies was on my list, too. I always mm-hmm. liked that, mm-hmm. just minimalist. I I really like, yeah, that minimalist kind of, like, crunk beat, like, you know, where it's just, like. P.D. Pablo. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, the really minimalist. Freak Leak? Jo- you have, you have Goodies I had it on there, but I had Freak Leak? I had it on there in my initial draft of this list, but I had to take it off because I just felt gross listening to it. Oh, this is my first ter- time. Yeah, it was my I first time know. listening to like the actual lyrics, and I'm like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. this is like." He's like, "Do you want it in your pussy? Do you want it in your ass? Do you want it over here? Do you want it over there?" I'm like, "Good right. God, man! Like, keep in your, put it back in your pants." <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, as I like to call it, like, yeah, it was, it was like number, Mambo number five, but way worse. 
Because he's just like name dropping all these girls that he's like done butt yeah, stuff to. Right. If I had to guess, yeah. Let's see the names: Santa, Keisha, Chris, Sabrina, Shamika, Tara, Sabrina, Shauna, Tanisha, Felicia, Deronda. Well, there's a DMX. There's a DMX song like that. Really? Where he's just like it's naming a bunch what, of girls? Yeah. What these bitches want? Oh my god. Featuring uh, featuring Cisco. Or it might oh. be featuring Drew Hill. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Same diff. Same same. <laughs> Of course, then we get Salt Shaker. What these bitches want. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait. D-M-X. Wait, is that song? Oh, okay. Is that one? I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one where he's like, you think it's a game? You think it's no, a fucking no, 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 game? No, no, oh, no, it's no, a different... No. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I could have... Yeah, okay. Yeah, just send it to me. I'll listen to it myself and just be like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, of course, yeah, Salt Shaker would kind of come up at the end... I just remember we would all do the Ying Yang Twins sound, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, that whole bit. Um, let's see. And then, yeah, kind of wrapping up the, it was almost like clearing out the wedding because we'd always have to, let's see, Lloyd, my friend who, you know, she has the best Instagram name I think ever. Uh, her name's Lloyda, but her Instagram name is Lloyda Banks. I'm like, because mm. she's, yeah. Uh, DJ Casper's Cha-Cha Slide, which kind of got everyone in on, <laughs> everyone in on the fun. And that was, yeah, like, everyone would just do this thing in unison, and I'm like, I still... Boy Banks is my favorite rapper, by the way. Oh, really? I think, yeah, you told me that. Okay. So then, yeah, the night would kind of, that would kind of wind things down. People are starting to run out of steam, get tired, just kind of as I am right now. Do they play the cha-cha slide at at your dances? Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was always, that was always the thing, for sure. Because, you know, again, this is a a predominantly white town, so they had to throw in some basic-ass line dancing to get everybody on the same page at some point. Mm. (laughs) Um... So then, and yeah, for me, my favorite like slow jam closer was Burn uh, by Usher. Because again, as you said, it's a very, it's a long, there's a lot of mileage in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a breakup song, which is fucking funny to me. Like, you know, which is fine. I mean, you can slow dance to a breakup song, but it's like, in the context <laughs> is, you know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah that's, a, sure. that's always just been like, people don't realize Time of Your Life by Green Day is a breakup song too. <clears throat> um, but people think huh. it's like a love song and shit. I think it, I just think of Seinfeld when mm-hmm. I hear that song. Mm-hmm. A couple other shout-outs. Uh, Joshua Dalnay, Hey Ya by Outkast, Hot in Here by Nelly. Yes, very good. Um, Cody Flam, You Got It Bad by Usher. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that was definitely just more of like a get-down and <clears throat> shorter song. Um, yeah, 3X Stan, Since You've Been Gone, of course, Stan, I got you right there, buddy. Um, but Nessa Joy... Uh, Stick With You by Pussycat Dolls hmm. which I learned I think actually was the same so actually for me like I said they closed a couple dances with uh, Selena's Dreaming of You so that's why oh, okay. I, yeah, that's and, interesting yeah for sure so I think that's why <clears throat> I always think of that song when I think of my dances and stuff hmm. um, and then eventually to kind of just wrap the wrap up the bulk of my memories like I stopped going to dances in 8th grade um, like after October, after like the, the October dance of that year. Cause like that was sort of like the last time, like I spent most, so that was the first time that I spent most of the dance dancing with one girl. Mm. And cause it was a girl that like, you know, I think we met, we met in seventh grade cause we had like math together and like math and PE or some shit. And then we didn't really have any classes together eighth grade, but like we were still pretty like smitten. But I think that was kind of like the ceiling of the deal short of us like 
short of me like asking her to be my girlfriend. So she later became my first girlfriend. And at that point, I was like, I don't need dances anymore. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm retiring from that life, you know. Um, there you go. So that was kind of pretty much it. But then, you know, we still had like our dinner, eighth grade graduation dinner dance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of it. And I remember actually like this conversation. I think, you know, I know we've talked about this more in the last couple episodes, but just about the really weird nature of like reminiscing and nostalgia and stuff. I was listening to I just watched that year. You, you hear about that movie that just came out, the one about the Korean family in Arkansas. You hear about it? Uh, no. So it's like supposedly getting, you know, people were thought it thought it was going to get a lot of awards and it's an American film, but mm-hmm. because most of the dialogue is in Korean, it's called Minari. Um most of the a lot of the dialogue is Korean, so they put it in like the foreign film category even though it's like mm-hmm. an American made film. But anyway, so there's a lot of controversy over that, but the director was like saying he was like cuz it's like semi autobiographical on his childhood. But he was saying how there's this author who was like also writing about their own childhood uh, for a lot of their the basis for their work. And she said, um, my life truly began when I stopped admiring and started remembering. And I'm like, that's pretty dope. Like, I kind of like that because it's like, you know, sometimes it's really easy to just put the past on this like pedestal. Mm-hmm. And everything was like yeah. rosy and shit like that. <laughs> and I'm like, looking back on this time for me, it's like, yeah, it was it was fun, but it was also really fucking weird. Um, but I'm just like, just like remembering how weird it was, you know, like that's, that's yeah. just, and just keeping taking stock of like how it relates to where I'm at now. And it all kind of makes sense, you know? Well, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I like that. I like mm-hmm. the, because yeah, you could have admired like the past, but I feel mm-hmm. like it takes away from, this might be like in a different whole category, but just developing your own taste. Mm-hmm. Like I you know, you and I kind of, you know, base this show on nostalgia, but mm-hmm. I don't think we have like a, f- we, it's not like we have this blind idea it's, that it was just yeah. this, just because it was that time, it's fucking dope. Yeah. And like, I think a lot of people get into that because they haven't looked back at these things since they went through it. So, you, you, you know, you, if you know, you know, y'all you, weren't, that, that y'all of, weren't there. That kind of shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, um, you know, I get people that send me like, let's say like, um, like if a Power Ranger movie, like well, with the Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. um, you know, you and I have talked about that franchise a couple of times, and you know, within the past four or five years, mm-hmm. and you know, six or seven people sent me the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat film, mm-hmm. and like on top of some other Mortal Kombat things, you know, mm-hmm. and and to me it's just there's more to it than just like because it's been rediscovered on a mainstream level, yeah. like now it's now it's cool, um, and to me I just. It just kind of reinforces this idea that because something is mainstream now, that it equals talent, or it equals that it's cool, or it equals Merit. that it's amazing. Yeah. And um, you need to really look back at the time and like don't, you know, because like along with the captions that get, like, like it sent with me, it's like, oh, Mortal Kombat was legendary. That movie was amazing, and it's like, no, it wasn't. It kind of wasn't. It kind of sucks. Like you guys don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Like you, you, yeah. you just didn't. You haven't seen it since you yeah. were a kid. That's why you think it's like yeah. really amazing because you might have seen it twice. And yeah. um. Like you and I, like we have different appreciations for these things, and we like kind of pick it apart because mm-hmm. of like the the imprint and and the and how close we hold these things, like you know with Street Fighter and mm-hmm. Double Dragon and things like that. So, I I, I do think like we shouldn't admire it so much because it wasn't that you, great. You like, can, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of nineties, a lot of the stuff from our time period was cringy as fuck, and it's okay yeah. to admit that. Like, yeah, I think that's ninety ninety percent of it was cringy, and like ten percent mm-hmm. of it was like really. Out, was knocked out the and court. I think you gotta really embrace that cr- there's actually meaning to be found in that cringe like I think people will get really scared of it 
and try mm-hmm. to like shy away from it. But I'm like, nah, dude, like talking about this stuff. I'm like, yeah, it was awkward as fuck, but that was the whole point. Like, how is mm-hmm. it not going to be awkward? Like you need to, you got to acknowledge how awkward it was so you can like grow past it and grow out of it and stuff. There's right. this really dope show. I really recommend it. I'm, have I told you about Pen15 on Hulu? Mm, I don't think so. I talked, so it's a, uh, I think I want I think everyone should see the show, particularly like at least like in our age bracket and maybe a little bit older. So it's about <clears throat> it's about these two girls, uh, these two best friends, Maya and Anna, uh, and they're in seventh grade in the year 2000. But the fucking the hook is they're the the actors who play Maya and Anna. They're like 33, 34, but they're playing fictionalized versions of themselves at 13 Mm-hmm. So they're really like embodying their teenage selves, but all the other kids in the show that they interact with are like actual 13, 14 year olds. <laughs> okay. But it really embraces, yeah, just like the humanity and the cringe, but uh, but also just like the since the sweetness, but very, but also just the raw kind of painful aspect of yeah, just like being in seventh grade. And it's like it really doesn't, and it kind of it considers everything in equal measure. Like there's shit that really makes me laugh so hard. Oh, mm. but there's also stuff where I'm like wincing because I'm. It's so hard to watch, but that's kind of the point. Like you kind of got to take everything like warts and all, and mm. also not be afraid to take the piss out of stuff because I think that's what we definitely do like on this show and stuff. Because like that's yeah, like well, it, yeah, this could just be like a this could just be like a nostalgia jerk off, but it would be really repetitive <laughs> at that point. Well, yeah, because you, I, I'm not of this like thing just because I grew up liking mm. something that it's automatically cool. Like it, or it's the I, end all be all of existence right like yeah. and i think you know you, you just mentioned that if you know you know or like mm-hmm. the all that it's like you know one if it's really that cool you don't really want to give away the secret and mm-hmm. if you're doing that you're kind of giving away the secret yeah and um and as far as like it's like embracing... it's, re- it's reverse hipstering it's like right. it's 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 being a hipster it's trying to be hipster about making something mainstream which mm-hmm. it, it and you're already doing that by do using that. a mainstream platform with a mainstream hashtag like yeah. you, and, and you're giving it away so yeah I, I think um but as far as like embracing like adolescence and shit like that like i don't know if i don't know too many people that look back at this time period with like oh man i was a shit because everyone i like everyone that i grew yeah. up with like oh. if i if you look at pictures from them then and now yeah. of course it's not going to be the same but i'm pretty sure they're not going to embrace wearing lebron james gear and then fast forwarding nowadays <laughs> or, shaquille, to or, or shaquille o'neal gear remember his <laughs> well i mean i mean my point for lebron james is because like in the past few years you know he's, he's become a quote a crybaby a sore mm, loser mm-hmm. a sellout and like all the same people that are saying that now were loving his shit back then good point um and i grew up with a lot of these people they're rocking the lebron james headbands mm-hmm. the jerseys the baller bands that look like the Livestrong bands mm-hmm. uh the sock like whatever they had they love lebron james but you know like so like I guess the point is like you have to look back on it like kind of have to embrace all of it. Yeah. And yeah. um and it's okay to like switch. It's okay to switch opinions. It's okay to yeah, not that's like important. everything people, that everyone people likes. People are so. allowed to grow and change and just cuz mm-hmm. you th- behaved one way if you've actually like legit like grown fast and put in the work and shit, you don't need to be fucking you don't need to be offered up mm. on a chopping block, you know? But I, I do think, like, um, nostalgia is important. You know, yeah. You have to remember. You got to know where you came from and shit, but I think it's, like, yeah, it's it's a balancing act for sure. Like, don't no, throw, no, no, don't totally shit no, no. all over it, but also don't completely lionize it either. Like, you got to, like, right. you can be reverent and sort of, 
like wistful but you can also like i said take the piss out of it and be like yeah this was pretty dumb but at the time it was important <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's okay just acknowledge just acknowledge that shit and i think it, mm-hmm. i just think that's necessary i think that's just the way that i like to live might not work for everyone but i think it's helpful what do i know yeah and it just and for me just thinking about it like that it, it's helped me you know maintain my own opinion and, and taste on things mm-hmm. and um i don't like you know i don't like enjoying everything that everyone else uh, you know gravitates to I, I feel like it's really kind of played out it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason that it, the reason that something's good is because everyone likes it and like that mm-hmm. that's the reason then i'm not sure like that, that doesn't really fit into it my it goes own. both ways too like yeah. if you're like shitting or just hating something because everyone says you're supposed to hate it like just try mm-hmm. it out for yourself like right exactly yeah yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying like go mm-hmm. fucking join a, uh, a rally that you don't. But don't go to like a Jehovah's Witness thing if you don't invested in doing that. But you know, like don't don't write it off either. That, we're mean, talking about nostalgia, and we're yeah. talking about trends, and we're talking yeah. about entertainment, and yeah. it's all subjective. But it, it is. You have to kind of acknowledge what's bad about it. You can't just like ignore. I, I don't. I don't like ignoring what's bad about things because then you just repeatedly see it. Yeah, and, and you um, can you can acknowledge what you can acknowledge what is what your issues are with something while still loving that thing, you know, like that's yeah, part of it. It's like, exactly. the, it's like your closest friends. Like I don't love everything about even my best friend. Like sometimes my best friends annoy the shit out of me. I hate my, like, I hate all my friends. man. Like, <laughs> that's exactly, you know, that's fair. And again, it's, it's uh, really, you know, shit. What I'm trying, I guess what we're trying to say here is like, shit is complex. Let it be complex. Try not to yeah. just try not to shy. Try not to force simplicity into your, into your life. A good point. Yeah, and because I I just like I I like talking about shit like this, and um, you know, opinions easily get written off with saying, mm-hmm. oh well, that was legendary, or that was just like really mm-hmm. impactful. It's like, mm-hmm. duh, I know that. That's why we're still talking about it. Yeah, like, you, you don't know, need to. You don't need, you don't need to hammer that home. Let's yeah, let's 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 peel the peel the onion layers back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, because it, it it I think it shows how much you really pay attention and yeah. what you what you see. You so. know what you know what would be what would be dope is if like. I've realized like the last, or we've had a couple episodes like this where it's all like ha 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 rah rah rah, and then like the last ten minutes, twenty minutes is us talking like this. So if you could throw, if you could like isolate it, <laughs> you don't have to do this, but if you could isolate like a track from an episode of Full House, like when they play the little like piano or Boy Meets World when they play the little piano organ thing when like Bob mm-hmm. Saget or Corey <laughs> or Mr. Feeny's dropping okay. the the moral. Like just have it on as on a funny. loop as we do this, <laughs> and then you know, good. created by on... created by Michael Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, we need something like that. Because uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think people need if you're listening to the show, you need a mm-hmm. little more like they need to know like why we kind of go this route with our yeah. choices. Because we could easily just talk about, oh, you you do you like you like steak? What kind of steak did you eat? last like what's your favorite kind of food or you could do we could do anything like that. we could become food critics like everybody else yeah you know what i mean like yeah and I'm, that's not a knock like i some of these food critics have like opened me up to like and when i say food critics i'm talking about like people on instagram reviewing like snacks and shit mm-hmm. or you know i like that like because one i can't i don't do that i can't you know comfortably look into a camera with my mouth full and talk and think oh it's that's cool. the word i can't do like, that shit either but like two it's like one that's like it's it's all right and two it shows like it's helped me look at different food places and want to go try places mm-hmm. that I've never heard of. Like, I, I, I really enjoy that. I like being exposed to things, too. Consensually, of course. Non-consensual <laughs> exposure is not cool. It's totally crime. So, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, make sure you look someone in the eye. Actually ask them to dance in a full sentence with your mouth. Uh, dress comfortably because you're going to get sweaty. 
Um, deodorant should not be gendered, and I think it's safe to say that I I definitely feel too old for this. Last show. last piece of advice, which you'll never be too old for, if you're gonna be at a dance, make sure you floss your fucking teeth before you open your mouth at all, and you clean your clean your shit because grooming is I don't important. Know, man. Yeah, bad breath is the worst. You're never too old for good hygiene, but we're too old for this <clears throat> shit. <laughs>